Hello, everybody. Jace here. Quick message before we get to the main episode. Uh, you know, I try not to get too political on the show. Maybe if that's something that really interests the guest, we might get into a little bit of politics, but mostly we're here to just celebrate comics. But uh, I can't ignore what's going on in the world, specifically the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So uh, on our Twitter, pinned as the tweet, is a link to UNICEF which is an organization that focuses on uh, areas of the world where there is a lot of strife, war going on. Specifically, they try to provide clean water, medical care, and other uh, essential needs specifically for children and families. So regardless of which side of the fence you're on, whether or not you believe that one side or the other is right or wrong, uh, we can all agree that children and their families shouldn't be suffering for the choices that their leaders are making. So please, if you have a few dollars, uh, every little bit helps. You can go to unicef.org, that's U-N-I-C-E-F dot O-R-G, and just look for the Ukraine appeal. Click there, or you can go to the Comic Source Twitter account, and the link is there for you to donate. So uh, again, appreciate the support, everybody, and I uh, hope you're all being safe out there. Welcome to another episode of The Comic Source. I'm your host, Jace, along with Blake Whitlow. Quick reminder, don't forget that the reading order that Blake put together that we're following to celebrate 30 years of Spawn and read all this great Spawn material this year is in the show notes. Highly encourage you to go check it out. Blake's been adding even more context and whatnot about why issues go where they do and adding uh, other notes and whatnot. For instance... The book that we're going to talk about tonight, Spawn 65, is an excellent jumping on point. If you haven't read any of Spawn up to this point, you can kind of jump on 65 and get uh, a recap. And I mentioned this last time. I sort of feel like part of the reason this is the case is because this came out when the Spawn movie was hitting theaters. And so if somebody wanted to go and pick up a Spawn comic and, and get the context, kind of the story up to that point, they could pick this up. And you see it on the cover. Let me go ahead and share my screen. Uh, it's kind of a a photo cover that shows a, a scene from the film. And I actually really don't care for this cover, to be honest. I don't care um, for it either. It yeah. of all the scenes in that movie, why this one? Like there's so many great scenes yep. in that movie. Why this one? <laughs> yeah. I feel exactly, exactly the same way. So yeah. it's not a terrible cover. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't really do anything. So, yeah. and it anyway. doesn't even represent like any of the story content that's happening nope. in the issue. No, not, not at all. So, uh, but anyway, uh, when you check out the, the credits story by Todd McFarlane, pencils by Capullo, McFarlane and Chance Wolf on inks, Tom Orzakowski on letters, Brian Haberlin and Dan Kemp handling the colors, uh, Cover and design by Brent Ash. Get the recap there. All that action that we had last issue is uh, is recapped. But this one actually starts off with a look at Sam and Twitch in Rat City talking to Cogliostro. Now, 
because this is somewhat of a, of a recap issue, I, I won't go so far as to say McFarland falls back into a bad habit of walls of text because when, when he used to, I mean, don't get me wrong, this issues all walls of text, but when McFarland used to do that, his wall of text used to be describing what was happening in the panel, what was happening in the action. It was kind of redundant. Uh, at least here, we're getting some great contextual art from Greg Capullo, but a lot of times, it, you know, the text that McFarland's giving us isn't necessarily describing what we're seeing. It, there's a lot of montage pieces, and you'll see when we when we go through. So it all starts off on this first page, as I said, Cogliostro talking to Sam and Twitch, and it's uh, this first page is kind of setting up where we are, right? Where they talk about Rat City, they talk about you know the the bodies that are found there, and um, you know how it's not a good place, basically. How uh, kind of the the evolution of of Rat City, if you will. So uh, we get we start getting some some context, some some recap uh, from Cogliostro. These two detectives who've you know been searching for Spawn for a, a long time and have very been a, a big part of the story. Um, we kind of get their view, their context of the way they see Cogliostro, uh, which I think is interesting because we only ever have gotten Cog through the eyes of Spawn. Um, but they're also very impatient, especially Sam. We know he that they they want answers because you see on that uh, following page there, there's a Billy Kincaid stabbed with the popsicle sticks and the uh, ice cream scoop and whatnot that uh, he he was stabbed with when. Sam and Twitch found them in, in the, the office, you know, and Sam's like, we want some answers in a way. He blames spawn for them getting fired because this kind of started the series of events that, uh, that got them kicked out. And so Sam's like, I want justice. I'm not going to rest until this is done. And cog tells him, well, he, he was left in your office for a reason, right? It wasn't random. So he's, and again, Cogliastro has informed Sam and Twitch that he's he's undead, basically, right? That he's this this force. Um, and Sam and Twitch last issue were kind of taken aback by that. Didn't necessarily know if they they believed it or not. So Cog tells him here he's unsure of himself. He's off balance. You know, he's going back to to what he knows best, which is he's going to kill people, right? And he's this newly uh, recruited warrior, but he's, he's not really any different than any other previous warrior of hell. And, you know, these two guys are cops. They've spent their life solving murders and crime and whatnot. And Cogliastro's just told them that hell spawn, Al Simmons, whoever is out there just murdering willy nilly. So they're, they're definitely taken aback by that. Um, and so it's, uh, it's definitely Cogliastro trying to, to explain to them, like give them context into who Al Simmons is. And in doing so, it's almost like Sam and Twitch are the POV characters for the, uh, for any new reader. Um, as Sam and Twitch come, will come to understand who uh, Al Simmons is as spawn. You know, you think a new reader would as well. So Cog says, you know, as much as Al intends to be good, you got to remember who he was in his life and being good, accomplishing the mission, you know, obtaining his objective meant killing people, right? Meant uh, having justice 
meet it out. And in the case of this child molester, that meant murder, right? That meant killing him. So you have to understand that this is the, the you know, the language that that Al Simmons is is speaking in, if you will. And Burke's like, uh, Sam Burke is like, what, what are you talking about? Like, he's not quite understanding what Cogliostro is saying. He's still thinking in, in kind of, you know, normal terms, if you will, like mortal, mortal terms. Um, and so Cogs is like, okay, let me explain this to you. There've been many um, generations over the years of these spawn characters. It has to do with the internal battle between heaven and hell. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was a part of it at one time. And now this guy, this Al Simmons, the man, um, he once was, was like you, you know, he was human and he was a soldier and he did what he was told. And he ended up paying for that loyalty with his life because once he started having some moral questions about what he was doing, uh, the powers that be took him out. And I will also point out on this particular page when they're talking about Al being taken out, notice who's there, not Chapel, Jason Wynn and Jessica Priest. So leaning into that idea that, yeah, it wasn't Chapel that killed Al Simmons, but, uh, but Jessica Priest. So important to note that. Uh, and so then we're told, yeah, he was murdered by his own people. He was betrayed. Um, you know, he had been a hero. He had saved the president from assassination. And, you know, this was what he, what he got. You know, he was killed and then he got a chance to come back. And that's who Spawn is. And, and uh, Sam Burke is like, what, you mean he's a zombie? Like, well, maybe not a zombie in the way you think of a zombie, but a tool, a pawn of hell, you know, being trained to, to lead the, uh, the army to, to, you know, help in that uh, war that will happen that you, uh, you probably think of as Armageddon. And all the while, while they're, they're talking, Cogliostro is leading Sam and Twitch to the new sort of dwelling place of Spawn, I guess you'll say. It's like, you know, I want you to, to see something because I think it will, it will give context into to what I'm talking about. And when they see this new throne, they're, they're pretty taken aback, right? And we're told that it's made of um, garbage and, uh, and trash and uh, bones and bits of wood, uh, moldy garbage, but also components of, of human remains, right? Uh, some that are fleshy and, and fresh and others that are decomposed, but the whole, the whole throne here is, is crawling with maggots, thousands of maggots, and it gives the illusion of movement. And obviously, Sam and Twitch are like, you know, what the fuck? Like, what, you know, what is this? Explain, you know, explain it to me. And Cogliostro is basically saying, yeah, this is the way that it, it feeds, the way that it energizes itself. You know, all these, again, it's, it's not, these aren't, uh, these flesh, fleshy remains, these human remains aren't people that Spawn has murdered. They're people that, you know, the city, drug dealers, prostitutes, whatever. And they're dumped in Rat City and eventually find their way to Spawn because, you know, the worms and whatnot that, that uh, absorb the potential for evil from these corpses that then turn around and give that energy to, to Spawn. Um, and it's almost... It's interesting that Cogliostro shows him that and then immediately follows it up with, hey, let me tell you about the good of Al Simmons. It's almost like, let me show you the reality, but then also let me explain that, 
you know, the, what's happening to Spawn isn't all his fault, you know? And so he, he explains to some extent about how Al Simmons capacity for love was used against him. He, ca- he calls it uh, love. He call he refers to it as mankind's greatest strength, but also his most damning weakness because that was what was used to, to return Spawn, you know, his love of Wanda was what was used to trick Al Simmons, what was used to, to bring him back to life. Um, and so then we see, uh, obviously the, uh, the couple, uh, uh, most important people in, in Wanda's life now, Terry Fitzgerald and Cyan and Cog tells him that too, like, you know, not, not bad enough that he loses his wife. When he comes back, he finds that his wife has married somebody else and has a kid that he wasn't able to give her. And you have to think about what kind of man, um, what kind of man Al Simmons was kind of man would look at that and not just feel like he was a failure, you know, all along, he was never able to give her a child. And he also tells them that it's been five years, you know, we've talked about that extensively, how it's been five years that that Spawn's been gone, that Al Simmons has been gone. He comes back and everybody else has moved on and they think of him fondly when they think of him at all. But, you know, they're just in such different places and it's not only, spawn that came back but you know this symbiote as well this uh this creature that's bonded with him which is part uniform uh part protector and it's you know a part of who uh, al simmons is as well so again he's uh cogmaster's spilling the beans here but also again in in terms of a new reader you, you know, this is all you need to understand who Spawn is as a, as a character and what's going on. And then we get another little collage here with kind of the he- heaven part of it with uh, God in the guise of the old woman and Angela and is uh, talking about kind of some of the things that Al has gone up against and how he doesn't really get a chance to ever catch his breath um, because there's all these threats coming at him from, you know, all these different angles and He's even though he appears to be somewhat human, he's not, you know, he's no different than the other forces of, of heaven or other forces of hell made out of necroplasm and uh, just, you know, a part of something that uh, is, is bigger than him. And we also see Malabolgia there uh, and the violator in his clown uh, form and Cogliasso saying, yeah, it's about the uh, the eternal battle that, you know, preparing for Armageddon, like I said earlier, but he also explained something that's at the root of, uh, of Spawn, and I've talked about it before, um, but how it's not, just because you end up on the side of hell, it's not cut and dry where you're bad, right? And if you end up on the side of heaven, it's not cut and dry that you're good. It talks about, you know, the dispensation of souls and either side can pick any spirit when it dies and you know it's the reason we're actually told that attila hunt the hunt is in heaven <laughs> right uh and that that strikes a chord with uh with sam he's like wait you mean so heaven and hell are just having some kind of draft pick with our souls it doesn't matter if we're good or bad or whatever and, and cog's like no you're not listening it's the fact that as humans as beings we all have the capacity for extreme good And we all have the capacity for extreme evil. So in that way, you can go to either place. Either side can pick you. And then 
they will train you or they will manipulate you or they will try to figure out a way to, to have you lean into the side that they want you to lean into. And that's really what it's all about, right? Al Simmons has been picked, drafted, if you want to use that term, by hell, by the forces of hell. And he's being manipulated so that he gives in to those, those traits that are better for hell. You know, that's why he was killing people last issue. That's, that's why they want to keep him off balance. Don't give him a chance to be the best version of himself, which is why you let five years go by. Make sure Wanda is, is married. Cause what, you know, we talked about it last time. There's a different version of the story out there where Al doesn't piss off Terry Fitzgerald, where he goes, you know, black ops. He confronts Jason Wynn. He doesn't kill anybody. He doesn't lose his uh, Al Simmons face. And the whole story is, is completely different, but that's not what happens because that's not what hell wants to happen. That's not what hell needs to happen. So uh, it, it's a very interesting way to uh, to look at it. And the way that Cogliostro puts it is he says their effect has been to help unbalanced Al's already unbalanced state of mind. Like he's it's, this is already something that's very hard for, you know, your average person to deal with. And they keep throwing things at him and not letting him catch his breath and manipulating him and doing all that kind of stuff. So uh, at, at this point, it's not like we've really learned anything new. It's all kind of recap up to this point. But then right here at the end is where we get the information that will make you go, wait, what? Uh, because Sam says, well, there's still two things that are, are bugging me. Like, how do you know all this? Number one. And two, you still haven't explained why Spawn put Billy Kincaid in our office. And Cogliostro says, well, the first, the answer to your first question is I know because I know that's just the way it is, you know? And he does say, Al's not the first person to bear this curse. You know, others like me have, you know, have had to uh, be cursed with this as well. And the answer to your second question is something you might not want to know. But of course, Cog's going to tell him anyway, probably with a big shitting and grin on his face. He says, every king needs the help of loyal knights. And when every new Hellspawn appears on Earth, they seek out people that they have things in common with in their quest to recapture their lost humanity. And, and Al Simmons, Spawn, has chosen you. He's chosen you two. And the, the, the bloody body of Billy Kincaid was, was kind of the the token that sealed that pact, right? Tying you two together with Spawn forever, forever. Um, and I, I should say that Al Simmons, when he did that, Spawn, when he did that, he was unaware, you know, still too early. He was just acting on instinct. But regardless of that, regardless of whether he's conscious of it or not, um, he, he did pick you. And he's now your new master. You are here to help him dispense justice. So it's, a, uh, it's an interesting way that he phrases it is like, why use the term master? Like he's the boss. And just in the previous issue, in the previous episode, uh, at the end of the confrontation with Jason Wynn, spawn himself al uses a similar kind of terminology is like i'm your master now so i'm wondering if there's more 
to like read into that. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's got the throne that they just showed him, and you know, they've talked about him being the the, the kingly figure for the the homeless guys, and now it's like he's, yeah, like they're ramping up that McFarland's ramping up that that imagery, that idea of Spawn being royalty, uh, you know, or being kind of the some sort of lord of hell that that you know is establishing some sort of beachhead on Earth and mm-hmm. to 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 rule people, to, you know, give orders and to sit back and manipulate events, you know, himself. Maybe he's more than just a minion of hell. Maybe he's trying to become something more. And that's something that Cog has been telling him the whole time. Stop playing into hell's hands and think for yourself. Yeah. It's really interesting. And the only thing that I'm disappointed is that we don't, I mean, you would expect Sam to like flip out be like, you know, he's not my master. He's a murderer, blah, blah, blah. We don't get any of that. We just get uh, what Cogliostro says. And then we get a, a picture of spawn. We're told he's returned to his sanctuary with f- fresh bloodstains on his hands. And we know those bloodstains are from the, you know, the battles that he had uh, last issue. The other thing that I'll say is this, uh, this portrait view of a uh, side portrait view of spawn from uh, great capullo is fantastic with uh you can see how he's he's definitely returned to his old uh his old visage all the skin has sloughed off and he looks horrific again and just a really really powerful image uh, from capullo uh and really i mean i wonder how much all the um hard work he had to do last issue really led into this issue which seems like it was you know a a little easier everything is in the background is black i mean these montages i'm sure took time but i mean it's almost it's a series of of double page splashes and single page splashes there's not really anything with panels i mean there's some pages where it's montage where he's got to draw you know three three different images but still i think this is probably in a way a chance for him to catch up as well and uh, I don't say that to say the art, you know, that he was lazy or the art's not good. I mean, I think it's fantastic, especially with the black backgrounds. Uh, it definitely evokes a, a certain mood and that mood being perfect for a Spawn comic. So I think this does a, a couple of things for a new reader. Obviously, it brings you up to speed, but I think it also gives you a good idea of what Spawn is like. So this is not a comic for kids. This is not a comic for the you know faint of heart. It's brutal and it's bloody and it's gory and it's supernatural and it's uh, it's extreme in a lot of ways. So uh, it's it's a fun it's a fun issue. But if you have been reading all of Spawn up to this point, a lot of it is review up until you know we get that new information that oh and by the way, Sam and Twitch, your uh, your loyal knights to Spawn and he is your master. I mean that's a but How loyal are they yet, though? Like, yeah. they just found out. So next issue and going forward, we'll kind of see their reaction to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm real curious to see what that, that reaction is. So It's like, uh, you're, you're a detective and you're just working cases and stuff. And then you find out one of the suspects this whole time. Oh, yeah, he's your master. What? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, dude, you're crazy, obviously. Yeah, this, no one's my master. This murderous monster that sits on a throne made out of 
dead bodies, garbage, and maggots is my you master. Lost me my job and my career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, uh, not not much more to say. Like I like like we said, it's, this is a lot of recap here, um, but definitely a solid issue. Great art by uh, Capullo, and and yeah, more to come with the analysis of of how Sam and Twitch react to that news that that Cog has dropped on them. I'm sure. I, I mean, I'm sure they're gonna. It's it's gonna be one of denial and no, we don't work. We don't work for him, and so we'll see how that all all plays out. Uh, I mean, anything else? Really, to, oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, they, they haven't really seen any kind of supernatural events play out. You know, a yep. little here and there, but they've always been like on the fringes of it. So being told up front oh yeah there is a heaven there is a hell this and that and it's like this is a guy that they just met in an alleyway on the way to investigate you know a suspect yep like like how reliable how how much are they investing like their trust into this this guy that they just met like okay cool we can learn some information about our suspect from this guy but you know, obviously, hell isn't real. Heaven isn't real. Like, like he's getting all crazy and stuff. Like, I'm wondering how, like, their mindset, kind of, how much are they actually taking at face value? Well, they're being told this. Yeah, they're being told this by what appears to be a homeless man in an alley. I kind of think Sam and Twitch are like, all right, this guy's had a little bit, you know, too much LSD in his life, or, or whatever. You know, at one point. Sam even threatens Cogliostro like, Hey, we're, you know, you know, we'll give us the answers looking for, we'll take you downtown. It's funny. Sam definitely acts like he's still a cop. Uh, even when he first shows up at the alley, he's like flashing some sort of badge. So that's interesting as well, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see the, the fallout of this in some upcoming issues. So we thank everybody for joining us as always. Uh, really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time. Later. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash the comic source. Do a search for the comic source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.